Hello, um, this is a uh, podcast um, uh, in Ask, uh, Ask About Asthma Week. Um, we're going to discuss issues surrounding adherence um, and generic prescribing of inhalers. And we're going to talk about being adherence uh, guardians um, and, and um, what that entails. Um, Ask About Asthma is about raising awareness of the three simple measures that should be taken to manage all uh, children and young people with asthma. A written asthma plan, action plan, using inhalers effectively and having an asthma review every year and after every attack. It also looks at the impact of air quality and lung health. I'd like to introduce myself, Sukeshi Makecha, a paediatric pharmacist that works at the Royal Brompton Hospital and the Evelina Hospital and specialises in paediatric respiratory medicine. Hello, and my name is uh, Darush Atazadeh and I'm a respiratory pharmacist lead over in North Central London CCG, Barnet Borough. And I'm also doing uh, quite a lot of work in North West London, um, boroughs, boroughs as well, working with children and young people. So let's start off with what is adherence? Adherence is an agreement between prescriber and patient about the prescriber's recommendations as defined by NICE in 2009. The extent to which a patient's behaviour matches agreed recommendations from the prescriber was described by Horn, uh, Rob Horn in 2015 in the NCC SDO report. So what is non-adherence? It's stopping treatment altogether. Remaining in treatment yet do not follow treatment regimen in the recommended way. And non-adherence is a complex behavioural process influenced by many interactive factors uh, as defined by CLOCK in 2015. And we know that approximately 50% of patients with long-term health conditions who, who remain in treatment are classified as non-adherent. So this is a huge problem. In asthma, we define optimal levels of adherence at greater than 80% of using their inhalers, and then uh, non-adherence is less than 60%. So what actually influences adherence? Well, there are approximately 200 different factors that affect adherence behaviours. But the main patterns look at unwitting non-adherence, so they don't know that they've forgotten to take their medicines, intentional non-adherence where they deliberately don't take their medicines, and then unplanned non-adherence, uh, which is related to barriers to adherence, such as the um, you know limited uh, family routines, lack of motivation, and uh, chaotic uh, families. Um, poor adherence in asthma will lead to uh, asthma deaths, increased risk of exacerbations, lower FEV1, higher healthcare utilisation, so going into PICUs, going into A&Es, um, and, and, and it really is a major obstacle to effective um, management. So solving uh, this issue really involves a lot of psychological issues, um, looking at 
actually measuring uh, not just subjective ways of measuring adherence, but also objective ways of measuring adherence, such as using electronic devices uh, to measure how they take their medicines um, and, and, and then having frank discussions with the families um, and the child um, as to why and what the reasons were, um, looking at ways that we can help with improving adherence like timings, um, like um, alarms, um, reminders, reminder apps um, and anything like that. And then if there is a chaotic lifestyle or something like that, just finding ways of looking at organizational ways of doing things and sometimes uh, psychology referrals to aid that process. The assessment of adherence can be done by um, looking at their inhaler technique. Um, if they're doing it correctly, they've been doing it correctly, you will know immediately when you make that assessment, um, asking the patient and the parent very frankly, um, doing self-reporting questionnaires, prescription checking, which is something that pharmacists could get really involved in, look at the number of collections, pickup rates of the ICS and the SABA, and if there is a low ICS rate, then you will know immediately that they're not really taking their medicines regularly. Do they understand the difference between taking their ICS and SABA? Education, 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 really important. Um, and as uh, you know, if it's possible to do a home visit, then looking at medicines in the home and as I mentioned, electronic monitoring devices. Community pharmacists can make huge interventions in looking at the PMR data and you know, looking at the PMR, um, looking at the pickup rates, that is something that is gold dust that a lot of hospitals, um, nursings and pharmacy staff can't access. Um, uh, and although we can get prescription data looking at SCR checks and things like that and getting um, prescription records from GP services, actually the person that is best placed to look at the collection is a community pharmacist, um, especially now that a lot of um, a collection of prescriptions are from nominated pharmacies so they don't go anywhere else so you will absolutely be able to pin down those that are high SABA users and those that are low ICS users um, to compare adherence. So um, there are quite a number of factors actually why people, um, children and young people, adults for example, may um, not take their preventative treatment. There's a number of factors and it's really important we get into the um, ideas, concerns, expectations of that particular individual and um, the parent or guardian. And some of the things that uh, we may come across is that um, it's normal human behaviour, I guess, for people not to take their preventative treatment because they may feel that actually that's not the a medicine that's giving the, the full benefit. Um, because yeah, there's normally preventers and relievers and some people may perceive the reliever as being the uh, inhaler that's beneficial for them and that will help maintain their asthma. So it's really important to understand that asthma is a condition of inflammation and uh, really helping um, the children and young people and, the, um, and parents guardians understand that. 
and human behavior as well. Another factor is that for, for even if you are knowledgeable about it, the average adherence to inhaled corticosteroids, for example, is around 22 to 63% average, um, which is if for a chronic long-term condition, um, it's it's not really the ideal because uh, some people may not see asthma as a sort of chronic long-term condition and may treat it episodically. So I think that work around um, asthma right care, which is what uh, we call it um, when I'm working in my groups or one-to-one, trying to really help empower people that way to understand um, how better to manage their condition. So as a medicines optimization pharmacist uh, working within a CCG on, and also in primary care and within community pharmacy, one of the things I'd be thinking about um, when measuring adherence, just from a top level, um, what we want to do is try and identify high risk patients and um, we can look at um, people that may have picked up less than four inhaled corticosteroids over a 12 month period on um, something called EPAC2 dashboards. We can also look at um, also the um, open prescribing data, which is um, publicly available, where you can actually look at um, the amount of um, SABA prescribed as well as the SABA ICS ratio. So the rates of um, pickup are very important and adherence to treatment is, is key. So the other things that we can um, measure when we're looking at um, being preventer adherence uh, guardians is trying to um, really, once we're reviewing patients, say in a community pharmacy as part of a new medicine service, it's very important we start on the right footing um, so a person understands um, which is the, the medicine that's going to treat the inflammation and which is the medicine that's going to be used for emergency use only. And I think if we can get that right from the outset, then uh, that can also um, have a huge impact on um, a person uh, taking their medicines. Now, there's lots of um, inhaled treatments on the market. Some of you will be aware of something called uh, Right Breathe or NHS Right Breathe. Um, currently, um, over 119 different uh, medicines on there. And what's important is to understand and use the filters that are on there to see which ones are licensed for children and young people and find the right device that fits the right patient. It's important to uh, prescribe by brand because if you prescribe uh, generically, what may happen is um, a person may be given an unfamiliar device and if they've got an unfamiliar device that might end up um, that they're not that they can't use even with good intentions and good adherence, um, a person will still not be able to achieve good lung deposition and um, that won't treat the underlying inflammation and that person will be um, potentially at risk. So prescribing by brand, it's very, very important and uh, find out what um, uh, it's available as your choice options from uh, local uh, formularies. So there's some um, quick top tips using the whole multidisciplinary team. The great thing about pharmacists at the moment and pharmacy teams is we're based in um, hospitals, in primary care, in community pharmacies, and we've got, we are the medicines experts, and we really do need to um, um, just really, when it comes to becoming a preventer adherence guardian, we all really need to 
work as a team and uh, patient has to be at heart of uh, every single decision. So shared decision making, absolutely key to improve this. Improving adherence uh, involves family engagement. As pharmacists, we're very non-threatening and uh, patients and families uh, do confide in us more than I would say many other professionals. So patient engagement, and if you have that um, interaction um, and um, uh, connection with the family, that makes a huge difference. Uh, some of the other things you can do is use directly observed therapy um, to observe them taking their medicines if that helps the family, um, but education so that they know why exactly they're taking their medication. So the ICS is a preventer, how does it work? Uh, you know, it reduces inflammation, it doesn't work straight away, it takes time. What happens if you miss doses? Um, you know, if you miss a couple of doses, that will affect the anti-inflammatory process. You know, if you if you educate the, the, the parents and the families so that they have a better understanding of exactly how these medicines work, and that's what we're good at, actually. Um, there, there are things such as motivational interviewing, if we have time to do that, then those sort of things can help and actually providing a peer support for them can also help. In um, and, and, you know, some of the things that we're doing as hospital pharmacists to enable uh, a very good integrated care is to look at things like new medicine service so we can make referrals to community pharmacists and also the DMS service, the discharge medicine service to communicate all that information. So um, generic inhalers are a big bugbear of mine. Um, the issues with generic inhalers are that some of them are unlicensed for use in children. Um, Additionally, the colours may be different from what you've put in the asthma plan. So if I've put in serotide I, on an asthma action plan, I would have put that they're using a purple inhaler, but it could be that the generic inhaler they're using is not purple, it could be a different colour, um, and that will actually affect the asthma plan that I, I would have given. Um, uh, so yes, there are some generics that are licensed for children, but always check the SPC beforehand. Some of the generic inhalers don't fit the spacer devices that we may have given from hospital or that have been prescribed by GPs. So it's really important that if they present to you at any stage, whether in a hospital pharmacy or whether in a community pharmacy or a GP pharmacy practice, that you actually physically are able to check. Or if you're doing a video consultation, that they show you that the inhaler fits into the spacer and it actually works. It doesn't fall off or, or the fitting is not appropriate. One thing I would add around um, the, it's important that if you're in a GP practice or a hospital and community, it doesn't matter what setting you're in. Um, what I'm finding is um, not very many people, when I speak to them, um, have been given uh, a personalised asthma action plan. And or if they have been given one, it literally has been handed out. 
So one of the things around uh, being a preventer adherence guardian, I think that's important is that from the outset, the beginning of the consultation, have the um, personalized asthma plaque action plan. It could be a blank piece of paper or it could be one of the great um, resources we've got on Asthma UK's website. And together as partners, co-create um, or begin to co-create that um, asthma plan. So it helps the person understand things like their own triggers. Um, they would understand more about what, what to do if their asthma is deteriorating and how the preventive treatment will help um, that person uh, improve their lung openness, for example, and what to do when things are deteriorating a little bit more. And it would have a lot of, about space for um, where to what to do with the medication um, if if symptoms are getting worse, and of course what to do in an asthma emergency. So it's a really great uh, thing to do and use um, throughout the consultations um, uh, to to help build. Um, and empower, educate that person to um, live with asthma, live better with asthma. Asthma is often trivialised. However, the number of deaths um, in this country are higher than any other country in Europe. So we really do need to pay attention um, to asthma. And as pharmacists, we can make huge impact um, in the patients that walk through the door or come to the hospital or come to the GP practice or wherever you are. Ask about Asthma Week, um, and this is part of the Pharmacy Day, um, has many webinars um, that are going to be uh, featured within this week. And I would recommend that you look um, out for the various webinars, um, that you look out for various blogs, um, and, 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 and there's a host of loads of different things that uh, will suit the needs for anyone really. Um, and, you know, just so that you um, have a, a better awareness, uh, uh, information where you need it. Um, and uh, yeah, and we look forward to seeing you.